The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. On today's UFC Unfiltered, my buddy Jimmy Norton is not here, but the great Phoenix Cannavale is here. Saying my name right. I said it right. I'm happy. Also, Chris, the producer, who's always here. We also have Michael Chiesa calling in, talking about his fight this weekend versus Kevin Lee, and the great comedian, actor, Sean Wayans in studio. What a show. Shaws are dropped throughout this arena. Nobody is sitting down. Chasing that finish. Elbows raining down. Oh! On the button. Are you kidding me? Oh, he heard him again. He's out. UFC and digital media present UFC Unfiltered. And now, your hosts, Jim Norton and Matt Sarah. As I drink my coffee, <laughs> my headphones a little louder. My buddy, my buddy Jimmy. Jimmy! He's not here today. I don't know. I don't even know where the hell he is. He just bucks out. But the good news is, Chris the producer's here. No, that's always good news. But we got oh, thank you. the great <laughs> Phoenix. I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna get your last name right. I trust right now. it. I trust. I feel it. Phoenix Carnavale. Yes, yes, Matt Sarah, getting my name right. I don't know why I didn't get an applause. Thank you. Okay, <laughs> I can't wait. Any day now, Phoenix. Any day. I'm gonna be controlling the um, the applause and the booze and this and that. And I'm nervous for that day. Uh, I'm not gonna get crazy. I'm not gonna get. It's not gonna get all slapsticky in here. Are you sure? It's not gonna be. How like, many? Woo, 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 woo. We're not gonna. It is like that anyway. But we're not. I'm not gonna get. You know, like like a like just a, don't a get zoo funk show. master flex and throw bombs at every. You notice you ever notice he can't get through a song? I think he's senile at this point. Funk <laughs> master flex. If I you guys aren't from I, New York and, and funk master flex is like a famous DJ, and you listen to a song and then out of nowhere it's like. I haven't seen you in a little bit. I know. Good to see you. We get here early. As I hand Chris the producer my phone to charge. People like to know the behind the scenes shit. Chris the producer. <laughs> But uh, so I haven't seen you, and then it's always about catching up. And I go, just save it for air. Yeah, I know. And, I, and we're gonna get to the fight. There's so many stuff to talk about, and I can't yes. wait. Fights this weekend: Michael Chiesa versus Kevin Lee. I can't wait to talk about that. Mm-hmm. I'm excited about that, and we're gonna talk to Michael Chiesa later. Good. And we have the great Sean Wayans in studio. He's gonna be in studio soon. Are you excited? I am. I love stand-up comedy. It's my favorite thing. I've, I used to do it 10 years ago, actually. I did stand-up. Wait, what the hell have you... What have you not done? I don't know. I'm a Jill of all trades, as you call me. You are a Jill of all trades. <laughs> and the uh, and, and he's here. He's gonna be, he's, when he's here, he's going to be promoting his... Uh, he's doing some stand-up gigs around the... Uh, Around the around, where is he doing that? Around here in New York. Well, the one I have written down, June thirtieth through July first, is going to be the Improv in Orlando. But Ooh. yeah, he's he's all over the place. 
It's amazing that they, a lot of, I want to ask about that because, you know, I only did that stand up that one time on the you show. You were brilliant. Thank you so much. I had such a good time. I bring it up all the time. I bring it up so much time you think it's embarrassing at this point. Jimmy, and Jimmy's like a professional, he's like world class. And he's like, ah, well, you know, is that the episode you did the stand up again? Because he knows I'm always. Yeah, but you can work I'm on technique, bragging. but you can't make yourself funny. Yeah, listen, I'm just a silly guy. I don't try <laughs> to be a stand up, but there is something about the stand up comedy that people really. Like like there's like I said before, like Jerry Seinfeld, that guy doesn't have the guy's how much millions does he have? But yet that guy goes back and wherever he's at on you know, in front of how many people he jumps on, he does the stand up comedy and it's a love. Just like we have a love of martial arts. Right? Well, there's a there's right? a ri- there's a rhythm to comedy, just like there is to fighting. You know, you want to even the words that we use for comedy are very similar. Like we say, like "oh, you killed," or you know, yeah. we, we use like violent words for for stand up comedy. Uh, and it's a it's rush. Got a, yeah, it's a I'm rush. Ask him about that, that one really hit. We say one about jokes and stuff like yeah. that. It's very similar to fighting because you're you're getting like a like a an automatic response from people that they can't control. You know, if you're going to laugh at something, how hard is it to hold in a laugh? It makes you laugh harder. So it is. And either, and if you do bad in either one, you get like tomatoes thrown at you. Now now I'm just getting (laughs) silly. Hey, did you hear about, uh, Jermaine, uh, Durandame? Durandame. Look at the, my name's getting correct. I was like, what'd you say about me? What'd you say about me? How I pronounce the name? When I do my podcast in fighting shape plug, uh, when I do mine and I yeah. and I get names incorrectly, I'm like, damn it, I'm Matt Sarah right now. Yeah, oh, I'm the worst. Yeah. I'm actually watching shows now. I told uh, Chris to produce the other day. I'm watching the fights, like that Singapore card that you did not watch for yes. some reason. I, I was at an engagement party. Right, that's your problem. I love that. Was a great show. That was a great, great, great fucking card, man. Yeah, great card. Rd. Uh, uh, Rafael dos Santos. Uh, I always kill this. I'm gonna kill his name. RDA. Mm-hmm. Great fight. We talked about it the other day. It's just oh, the, great card all around. Holly Holm with a question mark kick that, that was beautiful. beautiful. Oh, you saw that. You saw yeah. the highlight of that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Great card. But now I'm watching this thing, and I'm I always fuck up with the names. So I'm why I'm going. Colby Covington, Colby Covington, <laughs> Colby Covington. I'm saying their names when they say when when Dan Hardy says his name. I'm saying his name. And it doesn't really help me much. You know why But I'm trying to up? get it better a little bit. I mean, listen. I'll tell you why we screw up. I figured it out. Why is that? Because we're New Yorkers and we speak really, really fast. Yeah? And to say things that are new to us, you have to sometimes slow down. Yeah. And we're not Colby like slow down. Covington. You see, you have to slow down. So That guy, that guy wasn't slowing down. Jermaine Deramon. See, see this? Not, you just screwed up. I am. I'm like, but Jermaine Deramon Daman Ding Dong. That's you, what we say at home. <laughs> uh, you know, they... Uh, they basically stripped her of the title. Yes, I do. Did you see? Did you hear the news? I did, what and I read. I read her statement as well. What did um, you think of it? I what have, is, what I is have, the statement? Why don't you read a little well, bit? All right, so <laughs> I could statement that I saw. I on think Instagram. the world wants to know in case they do. We, me, and you read it. Yes, you want me to read it? Well, Chris, the producer, read it. But the world might, what'd she say? She says, as many of you know, the UFC has stripped me of my belt. For those of us who do not know what that means, the UFC has removed my title because I refuse to fight against the number one challenger, Cyborg. I have my reasons for that. It's great to hear this news from the media, and I'm sorry that it went that way, but it is what it is. Well, um, I hear you saying or thinking she's scared. What a bad champion. A shame for the sport. She did not deserve to be a champion, et cetera, et cetera. I've seen it all over the place. But apart from what everyone thinks, I'm walking my own path. And there... And let me see. And you can you can agree or not agree. Getting stripped does not mean I'm going to stop. This only means that I have even more reason to fight for what I stand for and what I want. The UFC is not 
not long for me. I don't know what the hell that means. I, don't know I think what that, that means might either. be a trans. What is that, Krista producer? Yeah, well, I I tra- had to translate it because she okay. wrote it in Dutch on her Instagram. So I, that's as good as it could get, I think. Okay, well, she ends it with <laughs> it's easy to stand with the crowd. It takes courage to stand alone. So I get what she's saying. She's basically saying, like, she really refuses to fight Cyborg because of the steroid incident, right? Yeah. That's her whole thing. And that she wants to stand up for what she believes in. And maybe that's going against steroids and, sto- and sports and blah, blah, blah. I don't know if, I mean, you got to fight the... the, the <laughs> like yeah, Phoenix, I mean, you can make a stand, but you can't... Phoenix, they basically made that division for Cyborg. Right. She's not making 135, and she's just an incredible fighter, incredible female fighter that just was not making that weight class. They basically... So, I mean, my thing is, Jermaine must have known, even though she didn't have to fight like, to get that title, she fought Holly Holm for that title... She'd have to know she's going to be fighting Cyborg sooner or later. I mean, what right. is she? What are you thinking? Like, my thing is like, are you like shocked that they're saying, "All right, now it's Cyborg"? Oh, I'm not fighting her. What? I don't know. I never. I always fought whoever they put in front of me, and it was never. There was never one time I called back Joe Silver. Like, you know, I'm not sure about BJ Penn. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I just. It, you're if you're a fighter. I mean, I don't know. You can't trust that. You have to try. And now they got USADA involved. Yeah, you should be. I don't know. I mean, I I don't I don't really have much to to say about this. She says she has her reasons. Uh, well, <laughs> you want to want to you state them? But you don't you don't work in that area of the sport. You work in the area of the sport that it, you're a fighter. You, what you do is you fight. So what you can do is you can take a stand against steroids by always being a clean athlete and by destroying somebody who you think, okay, you're on steroids and I'm going to fight you anyway and, you know, what, whatever. Um, I don't know. I, I really don't know. I, I like her and I respect her a lot. I've seen a lot of her fights, especially yeah. when she was a kickboxer and I follow kickboxing. Uh, and I know that Michael Bisping was very pissed because people were comparing the two as far as like not fighting the, the next contender. Well, they were comparing the thing because... When 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 Bisping got the belt, he yeah. imme- immediately fought Dan Henderson. Yeah. He didn't fight the next contender. But I think that I give Bisping a little bit of a pass because Bisping fought everybody. Exactly. He's what I was not about my favorite guy. He's not my favorite. But he he fought everybody. He took his losses. He won that belt legitimately. Yeah. You know, and in a fight, I was there for both of those fights. And when he first fought um, Luke Rockhold. Luke Rockhold made it look easy. Yeah. And I was there for that. And for him to take that fight on short notice versus a guy that stopped him, finished him, made him tap, make him say uncle, and go in there and beat him. Hey, man, listen. The guy, he took something where he, the the first fight wasn't even really that competitive. No. And he went in there to stop him that second fight. Dude, and he's been in the sport for how long? He's been in the UFC for how long? He has fought everybody. They fought everybody. Not for nothing. Dan Henderson, that's another guy. That guy, that was a high, that's still a highlight reel. That was one of the most brutal stoppages. Right. And he came back to fight that guy and beat that guy in and, a hell and, of a and fight. And he got hurt and he Listen, still came back to beat him. I mean, him. I'm, I was fine with them making the Dan Henderson fight. I'm fine with them making the GSP fight. The guy, I, the guy I, put I his time in. I that one, but. Uh, uh, you know what? People talk about, and I'm sure we'll talk about it too. They want to see Conor, and it's a different thing, obviously. It's a but it's a hyped up fight. The Conor McGregor versus Floyd Mayweather. Man, I would rather watch Michael Bisping versus GSB. I'm an MMA fan. But right. that fight interests me. George St. Pierre, yeah, he's coming back. He's cutting the line. That guy, when's the last time that guy lost? 
Oh, oh I'm sorry. <laughs> 2007? Yeah, I got excited for myself. <laughs> anyway. But, you know, that. so it's like that guy ran the division, defended the title how many times, you know, avenged his only losses. Well, there's certain things that Shit. are deserved because of somebody's resume, right? There's certain things that happen because they're what people want to see. They're competitive matchups. They're considered super fights. That, that I, I see where there's little, like, things that are exceptions to the rule, but those exceptions to the rule are often deserved, okay? We'll yes. say that, okay? Dan Henderson, Michael Bisping, two veterans. It, it was a competition. It was a big... I get, I, I get that. Um, but, yeah, you've got to fight... You've got to fight who they put in front of you. You, you really, really do. Hey, enough for nothing. Michael Bisping was never... Sa- I mean, he said, hey... I- as long as I'm not, you know, he said no injuries. If this GSP fight, he'd be willing to fight like six weeks after or something. So I had no problem with Michael Bisping. It's not the same thing. He's fought everybody. Jermaine has not. And Jermaine's a big chick. It's not yeah. like she's a little girl. I mean, she's a, and she's a powerful striker. Very. So why would she not want to fight Cyborg? I'm not into that. Like, I don't listen. And she knew you fighting know. for that title that that's, the, that's Cyborg's weight. So, right. you know, why are you wasting people's time? You're going to you're going to cross paths. Well, yeah. she's going to go back to 135 and and no we'll rush. see what happens, but you know, Cyborg's fighting for that title that's vacant right now anyway. Right. Well, you know, I couldn't imagine that if Holly had won the title that it would be the same situation. Holly would I'm sure get in there and Holly's fight Cyborg. fighting her. <laughs> right. Katsagano's fighting her. That's right. the yeah. difference. You know, it's awesome when Holly won. I love when Holly does this like Holly wins and she has this in your face moment, which because she doesn't behave like that, yeah. so she just stomps around the ring like 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 a yeah, like a six year old. And I don't mean the immature, just you know, when little kids like. She's, like, she's and, like, <laughs> when, it, when it finally gets done, it's uh, she's so happy. Then, then you see her; she's she's pacing around. Yeah, I said it before. You see her before the fight. I'm getting exhausted. I'm like, I see you bouncing back and forth. I'm like, holy! She does not stop. Yeah, she does. It's great, man. It's all those running in the hills in Albuquerque, <laughs> but she's got some endurance. But man, she's she's a badass. I love watching her fight. I do, and she's and again, she's that girl's up for any. She's fighting anybody. But um, I was gonna also say, you heard about uh, Sage Northcutt's getting a, a new opponent now. Yeah, I don't know John McDessie. Yeah, McDessie. Yeah, I'm saying that right. That's yeah. an easy one to say. He's a tough dude. He's a well-rounded guy. McDessie's been a in tough some battles, dude, but he has a problem with kickers. He Ooh. does have a problem with kickers because. Tell me about that. <sighs> Cerrone head kick. Yeah. Uh, I forget the name of yeah. one of the last guys he fought, but it was a wheel kick. So lizard, like he's had some issues right. with some kickers. I mean, enough for nothing, Cerrone. You could see Cerrone's, Cerrone's, Cerrone. Cerrone's <laughs> kicking people in the head that you know that deal with leg kicks too. So I mean, it's not you might have to give him a pass with that. All right, I'll but, say uh, that. You know, uh, that guy's. I, I mean, Sage, Sage's game, and he's on his. I, I, what I worry about Sage is when he's on the floor. Like, oh, it's Lando Venato with the wheel kick. Lando, that's yeah. right. Lando Carizian. I mean, yeah, I'm well, sure Lando's, he gets that joke a lot. Lando's landing a lot of shit, man. Lando's got some. Where, <laughs> I want to see that. Dope. Where's that guy? I want to see that guy back. He lost a tough one with uh, who did he just fight? Um, who did he just fight and lose to? Jesus, I can't. <laughs> right? He's Swedish. Yeah, I can't think of his name right now. David uh, Tamor. Yeah, you okay. I'm telling you, you're good. Chris, Chris, Chris you know, is good. You know what's a little wor- troublesome for me is a Sage Norcutt is 21, and I feel like as well, not maybe as not just a man, but. There's like three different maturities that you go through. You go through your like 15, 16 year old, pu- whatever, yeah, whatever age you go through puberty. 
Yeah. Then it's different at 18, right? Now you're a little bit more of a man. And then at 25, you got more muscle mass. Then you're like man-man. So like 25-year-old strength and like 18 to 20-something-year-old strength (laughs) doesn't seem the same, no? I got a question. Yeah, how do I know this? I have three brothers. No, that's not the question. Okay, then what's the question? You're talking about the different stages of life. Yeah. What stage of life were you in when you got your tramp stamp? (laughs) (laughs) Yes! See, this is why... This is why I don't like to be good friends with Matt Sarah yeah. because I, I tell him things in confidence. Well, I never know. I never knew you had one. You said that before air and I go, because, stop. Right. I go, don't even tell me. <laughs> I she was, was about to tell me and Chris the producer. I'm telling the people at home. She's like, oh, that's like the, when I got that tramp stamp, you know, back in the, I go, wait. I never That's knew. how I you go, know you're it. over 30 if go, you have a tramp stamp yeah. or a tribal Well, you know what's stamp. great about that is that you're not a tramp. No. Okay, because you listen, you're, 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 you're a very respectful, respectable girl. You're not like that. <laughs> But you do have a tramp stamp. Yes, I do. That's all right. Frank Trigg had one too. I remember. Yeah. And you gave him tons of shit about well, it. Of course. Well, man. I was 18 I years old. My name is Phoenix. So okay. I was like, let me get a Phoenix tattoo because it's a badass all name. Right. So I got it. And then, you know, it's nobody could see it because I don't really, not wearing stuff, you know. Okay. So that's how come you don't know. Yeah. So you don't show it off. I never, right? Good for you. Like you see it at the beach and I'm like, damn, I need a higher bathing suit. This yeah. is shit. Anyway, so I I was, I was working and I wound up talking to Isaac Hayes, right? Yeah. And nobody knows that I had this tattoo on my back. So I'm talking to Isaac Hayes and he was, I don't know how we start talking about tattoos. And I'm like, I have one. And now I'm I'm bending over to show Isaac Hayes my tattoo. You, you'll show, you'll show Isaac Hayes, like but you're not going to show... I'm showing Isaac Hayes my ass. You're not showing Krista... You, you'll show Isaac Hayes, but you don't show Krista producer. <laughs> Maybe I'll show you guys later. No, you're not showing me. I don't want... You're like a sister to me. I don't want to see you. Or a, or a crazy cousin. And you're also wearing a Voltron shirt. Do you I like am. Voltron? I do. You do? Yeah. I heard they're doing a new thing on Netflix with Voltron. Are they? Well, I'm giving you something they to They remake shit to. all the time. As long as they don't mess it up. They're Let's get back everything. to the fighting. Enough of your tramp stamps. <sighs> I was saying how Sage Northcott is only 21 years old. Yeah. And how it worries me that he's fighting guys that are a lot older. Because it's <sighs> the difference between 21-year-old year old, year old strength yeah. and even like 25, 26-year-old that, That's not. That's not what, what's, what worries me. Because I think it's not a strength thing. I think that kid's it's powerful. Thing. It's a jiu-jitsu thing. In okay. a sense where... There's stuff I see with him on the floor that can only be get better over time and by putting a lot of time in on the mat. That's something you can't you you can it's not like you could cram that in. No. It's not like you could you do an extra sprints. You need to escape that back a thousand times. You need to be getting out of those arm locks. You need to be time I mean, the timing on that is nothing but mat time. So, you know, the the uh, Adesi, I'm gonna I'm sorry. McDessie. McDessie. Yeah. He's, uh, he, he likes to strike a lot. So this is interesting. I, I mean, did we really see him working guys over on the floor? I mean. No, I mean, I think well he's going to want to stand up. Though. Yeah. McDessie's so well-rounded. Yeah, and, yeah, and they both come out of TriStar. I mean, I know Sage is no longer at TriStar. He's working TriStar, with uh, right? the Alpha Male. Yeah. But they Ooh. both can't. They must have trained together when they were at both at TriStar. I mean, you can't assume that. I mean, I mean, maybe. I mean, we could. That's something. Yeah, uh we could look into, but I, I don't know, man. I mean, look at look at uh, American Top Team. Try you get these schools that are a little bigger, these teams, and you can't assume everybody knows each other. You know what I mean? Like, That's who true. knows? I mean, you got Colby Covington. I love saying that name. <laughs> I'll say that every time. I got nothing to say about him. I just said these. Now you got Colby Covington calling out uh, the champ, and they're both on the uh, carrying the under the uh, ATT banner. Yeah, you know. 
You, you know? I know. <laughs> well, I mean, you, you, you got to listen. We go back to the same point of like, you got to fight who's in front of you. Yes. So whether you're friends or so not. So you're fighting Chris, the producer? Yeah. Okay. We're going to, I think I could take him though. <laughs> well, I feel, listen. I feel like you probably could. <laughs> how many, how many, uh, you have kickboxing or Muay Thai fights? I have Muay Thai. Yeah. How many fights you have? Five. How many wins? Five. hi <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Good for you. It's an amateur fight, good. Well, listen, the thing about that, Phoenix, what I like about that, that if people say, oh, man, it's some some chick on there talking like she knows that you talk, talk about that she knows how to fight or she's acting like an expert. You were in there. I was in there, but I, you train, were in there. I train everything, too. You know, I train right. multiple martial arts also. Stick I fighting? learned my fr- yeah stick fighting. fighting, stick and knife. I love that shit so much. Yeah. I always tell myself I'm going to get into that. You, you know? would be so good at it. I know, but I just because I, you, know you did what I do Wing instead? Chun too, right? So like yeah. that hand sensitivity is all good for knife defense. Yeah. It's not going to work. Hopefully, like it's good fight, for something because yeah, that's exactly. that, that didn't serve me no served me. Uh, it didn't serve me at all in in a, in a street fight. <laughs> it didn't. I do a chain punch, and next thing you know, I'm tackling somebody. Yeah. The Wing Chun that that that's, I'll tell you. You know how you know the Wing Chun is is not exactly great for the fight for street for for self defense. Is uh, <laughs> you see two Wing Chun masters. You can see this online. It's somewhere. on YouTube, yeah. Yeah, you see these two guys fighting. Now you're thinking you're gonna watch something out of Yip Man. Uh uh-uh. uh. It's the worst jujitsu. Ma- it starts off with a nice stance. Oh my God, what are they gonna, what is this? What are they gonna, they're gonna be blocking and punching and interlocking legs? No. They, they start doing some cheesy punches and then it gets into like a headlock into the worst grappling match you've ever seen. Yeah. I've been in a couple Fucking street Wing fights Chung. and they always wound up on the floor. Now, I'm telling you, listen, I speak from experience, Chris the producer. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's such a close and it's fun as hell. I could do trapping drills all day long. I used to do that just the chain punch to the pox house. Yeah. Man, I know. I used to have fun. I had a wooden but dummy. If you, if you had a in weapon in your hand, you would see how that actually helps because the yeah. touch sensitivity and getting out of the way and grabbing and locking and disarming, that's yeah. where it translates. I'll power through that shit, get a Kimura and rip that fucking arm off. That too. And All that's right. C-Lot, because they'll do it with hey. weapons and then go into locking yeah. with weapons and stuff. jiu Yes. Yeah. Listen. Listen, there's only a, so many arms and I legs, a right? I had 230-pound so black belt firefighter on top of me today. And what'd you do to him? <laughs> Frankie Bam Bam. I got, listen, <laughs> tough dude, man. See, I get, I, if I get out from underneath him, the kid's been training with me <laughs> half his life. Guy's going to be 30. He's been with me since he's 15. If I can get out from underneath, do you think a guy in the subway's holding me down? If there's Definitely something going not. On? I don't think so either. <laughs> No, okay, so what's funny to me is that like it's like Italians and jiu-jitsu, you wind up with a jiu-jitsu mafia-like name. Frankie Bam Bam, like it happens. Drago. Yeah. Everybody gets a nickname. Everybody does have a nickname. It's true. Well, what about a nickname like Wonder Boy? Oh, Wonder Boys. Oh, you know, Wonder Boy. Oh, what, a, what a smooth transition. You like that? that? Yeah. You like that? That's this little Segway Queen. The Segway Queen, <laughs> Phoenix, with your Voltron shirt. Well, because and we're going to talk, talk about. We're going to talk about Wonder Boy and, and Masvidal, which I, I want to talk about. That I think is a. I think that's a. Listen, on paper, that's a great, great fight. They're both. They're both. I mean, Wonder Boy's got a style that's all his own standing up. Definitely beautiful. His karate. I mean, the way he comes in, he blitzes, and his footwork. But Masvidal's just a bad mother jumper, man. I mean, that guy's game bred, man. He's 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 really slick standing up. Yeah, and I saw him with Damian Maya, and what a great you know what a great fight that was. And he got demonstrated striking. To, I would love Styles make fights. Mm-hmm. I would love to see uh, Jose um, Masvidal, Jorge, Jorge, yeah, Jorge Masvidal, yeah, <laughs> versus uh, 
Wonder Boy. I would love to see that fight. Well, yeah, and just to say, it's they, not official, but they they are going back and forth. They want yeah. that fight because the, I feel like t- the, the Twitter was, or or having these conversations and putting it out there puts feelers out there, makes the UFC that see that fans are excited about it. Oh, okay, people are interested in this because again, they want to make the fights that fans want to see, and and if they're interested, they'll want it. And like we obviously think it's a good I, idea. Well, listen, no, I don't think anybody's going to look at that fight and say, nah, I don't think it'll be exciting. That that's an exciting fight. Why not? They're I the like top we, five guys. And we were talking about this last time. I like when the guys grab the mic, and I'm bringing up Colby Covington again. He's calling <laughs> out RDA. No, listen, these guys. You listen, you go in there. Obviously, if stuff goes wrong, it goes wrong. But you're in there thinking you're going to win. That's mm-hmm. how you should be hit going into that cage. Right. And when things go right, have it. You don't want to think too far ahead, but have a guy on the radar you want to call out. This is the opposite of trash talk, as Chris Producer was saying earlier. What's that? Like, there's like so polite about it. I would love to fight you. I think you'd make an excellent opponent. Yeah. Well, I would like to fight but you that's as well. A, but that's a fight I don't think that, on on paper you're going to go. Ooh, you're not going to have to see. Oh, like look. Yeah, you don't. I, see, I, I'll, I'll say drama. the same thing about the uh, Kiesa this weekend with the headline uh, Kiesa versus Kevin Lee, but. What really amped that up? And listen, you want guys to you don't want guys to act like savages or anything. But when they got into that that little uh, your mama's so yeah, fat, they got the, the uh, yeah the little beef over that that beef that that riff over at the uh, summit summit yeah, yeah. It was the summer kickoff summer press kickoff conference. Yeah. press conference the summit is when yeah. him and and uh, yeah. Al were spraying water guns at each other. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you know, it does it does add to it. Because these guys genuinely don't like each other. I and like it when guys, it's genuine. When it's not genuine, this was genuine. I, it irritates this me. This is genuine. No, well, listen, there's only... Connor could pull off being Connor. When people are trying to do that, it's... It, yeah. It's painful. Yeah. It's like does watching anybody, bad comedy. Well, listen, does anybody come to mind with the uh, bad comedy? No, well, you're what? funny. Thank you. Anyway, but, wait, so wait. <laughs> Who, I mean, nobody really sticks out like... I can't see anybody, tr- well, I guess more people trying to be vocal. And if it comes out cheesy, it comes out cheesy. Yeah. But like I said, like that Colby Cummings, then he sounded just, you know, he uh, confident to the point of almost sounding arrogant. Like, yo, easy money tour. Him it, and Game Bread. It's he's, your, it's these your boys career. with Game Bread. <laughs> easy money tour. I like that. <laughs> it's your career, right? Yeah. Like when you look at, like we're, we're big hip hop fans or old school hip hop fans. Yeah. You call things out. You'd have like, like cool things in your verse. Who was clever? Who was whatever? That's totally fine to me. But when is this like, oh, I'm just saying it to say it. Like, oh. I'm excited, by the way, having Sean Wayans in here. Yeah. He'll I'm know a, a big fan about jokes. of, uh, I'm a big fan of a lot of his stuff. The, the scary movie franchise was cool. <laughs> the uh, one of my fa- my favorite, my I'm gonna say my favorite has to be "Don't Be a Menace While Drinking Your Juice in the Hood." Yeah, I get that right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, sipping. Don't your be drink a menace to society juice. while drinking your juice. Sounds central. Hood. Don't be a menace to South Central. Oh, okay. While drinking yeah. your juice in the hood. Well, all right. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna fuck it up when he's movie. here too. <laughs> yeah. But uh, oh man. That's such a good movie. Yeah. And not only that, he was in I'm Gonna Get You, Sucker. Yes. That was his first role, actually, yeah. Sean. Wait, was he in that? Yeah. His brother was in that. He was getting thrown down the stairs. It was stairs. the whole family, yeah. But who was he? What was he doing in that? I don't know. Well, <laughs> you can't pick him out? Yeah, we I mean, him. Well, his brother, Keenan, was in. He was the main guy. In yeah. That. Right. that was such a good movie. No, listen, this guy is... I love these. I love these. I love... I don't want to say stupid movies. I love silly, silly Parodies. Movies. 
parodies. They parody. I don't even like parodies, but I like when the Wayne's yeah. brothers do parodies. Like, because they, they like, I like parodies. Yeah? Yeah, I like parodies. I do. You do? I do. Like when they do that on the Hunger, the, uh, the Hunger, Game, Hunger Games and the, this one and that, and they do the parody of it. It's so stupid. Never seen Hunger Games. Well, Hunger Games is like nah, that's all right. I mean, if you're into I have that, I've never but, seen it. I've yeah, never seen it. I don't know. That's like a, that's like the, the younger generations. Yeah, like I don't know I've what it is for it. them, but they they all kind of all those movies kind of go into one with me. Like that, the diver, diverge, the uh, divergent. Yeah, I didn't like. I couldn't watch this? Divergent. Yeah, Divergent. They divergent. had a weird fight stance, and it made me nuts. And I was like, nah, I can't. I and can't it was some scenes that. when I watch, if I catch it. And I'm like, oh, a scene is cool, but then I just don't give a shit about yeah. these young kids nope. running around. <laughs> you know, it's like Twilight. I not to be a big wimp. I like that first Twilight. The other, the other two were shit. What I lose I didn't you? See that either? Why do you keep itching by your nose? You're fine. Do I have anything hanging? I have. Is there a bat in the cave? No, there's no bat in the cave. <laughs> I feel comfortable with Phoenix. <laughs> That's good. You know, usually there's a pretty girl around. You go, yeah, I get. Is there something? I just ask. You, I got something? I know Phoenix a long time. Uh, I never knew. Years. I never knew about a tattoo. Because <laughs> the know? shit is hidden, that's why. That's good. That's good. <laughs> Let's talk about the fights this weekend. Please okay. talk to me. I am interested in seeing the undercard. There's, what do you think about? Oh, the undercard. You're saying? Well, all right, the, we well, talk, all right. Like, I do want to see the main event, but I, you know, I always like to check out what the ladies are doing in that division. So Felice Herring and Justine Kish. That's one fight that I definitely want to see. And that's well, actually, that's on the main card. And then in the prelims, Carla Esparza versus. Marnia? Marnia? Marina Mar- Morose. Marina. Marina. Yeah. See, I'm Matt. What's Mar- I'm Matt. Who did I? <laughs> when, when did Marina fight last? Um, she was a KO. Uh, no, no. She, I don't know. She's. We're going to find out right now. She's Krista like number Medusa's 10 right now. The, yeah, it's number 10 versus Carla's number 8. Yeah. Right, well, number I can't eight. even think Carla's all the way down at 8 when she was a champ at one point. But such a, it's man. just so amazing that the strawweight division just has so much talent in it right now. And I just love that because in the beginning, people would say, like, there's nothing in the women's division. I know. Strawweight, women's strawweight is one of the most exciting divisions at this point. The Hell last yeah. uh, Marina Moreau's fight was against Danielle Taylor. She had a split decision win over her, but that was in August 2016. So I think she maybe had an injury or yeah, something. So. I didn't see it. I actually did not see that fight. But and I'd love to see what the ladies are doing. And, and on the uh, the Fox Sports 2 prelims at 7 p.m., Clay Guida is headlining that thing. Yeah. <laughs> and yes. that's good. I love Clay. I love watching that dude. Did I, I saw him at a, a club. Captain Caveman. I saw, in there. I saw him at a club. This was like years ago. Does he dance the way he fights? He dances exactly <laughs> the way that he fights yeah. with his hair everywhere. Yeah. And to me, I just see Animal from the Muppets like every time I look at him. That's what he looks like to me. But I love him. I mean, he's such a classic you know, dude. So I'm excited to see him fight. Yeah, yeah. He's a real dude, man. It feels like it's funny, man. I remember when he broke on the scene. That's how old school I am. And now... It feels like he's been around forever. We've got a few people that have been and around Eric forever. And Eric Cope's a tough kid. This kid he's fighting's a tough kid. That's going to be good. I want to see. See, Clay, there was a time that he, it looks like he got away from his wild man style and he was kind of bopping around, like doing, just concentrating on the stand-up. Mm-hmm. Well, he's, he's the best when he just, when he goes in there and as a, you know, it's not that, he, not that I don't want him technical. I think he's technical, but, but he's, but I like when he's like just relentless. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, but we go through phases, you know, as a fighter where you're working on new things. and hey, We got the great Sean. Oh, oh, look, who, look, look How are you? jumped in. Just like crashing. How hey. are you, Sean? Matt, Sarah, nice to meet you, man. Hi. 
Phoenix Carnivale. Nice yeah, to meet you, man. too. Jump on in there. Yeah, let me get my uh, you. stuff out of the way. Do you want to sit in the middle and I'll sit? No, nah, don't change everything no, no, around. No. This is great. Right. The great Sean Wayans in oh, studio, people. This is amazing. Is this tea for me? What is this? <laughs> you That's want some coffee? coffee? You, you can have some coffee. Uh, no, but if I had some hot water. Good. Yeah, the tea bag. If you want to, it's up to you with the headphones. If uh, get, get close so we can get the, everybody can hear you on UFC Unfiltered. See, what an honor to have you in here with us. How you doing? Oh, we're going to start off by kissing your ass a little bit. A little bit. Yeah, and then you're going to beat me up. That's yeah, nah. Do. I watch <laughs> Go ahead, get right you close to that like thing to get, so we can hear you. like to get romantic and then give somebody Kali out flower. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you, do you watch any mixed martial arts I do. in UFC? I do. I, I, I have a hard time following names yeah i watch it it's all right the so do we is it like you'd say a casual fan like if it's on tv maybe you oh catch i'm a it? big fan oh yeah yeah i love it. the pay-per-views yeah you have the whole family over uh sometimes <laughs> sometimes, yeah. sometimes me and maul watch it together yeah yeah oh man any, no, any, who are your favorites I, I noticed that it used to be uh it changes so fast that, you know mm. and, and I, that's what i stopped following now it's like oh this guy and now I got to explain it to Molly. He's like, oh, Jim Jones. And then, uh, <laughs> John, and then John, John Jones. John, John Jones. Yeah. yeah, John Jones. And then he'll tell me who. I was like, yo, I just watched this crazy fight. And then the dude, yo, he's like, yeah, that's such a, such a, such a man. He's, he's crazy. So Out of, uh, let me tell you, I, I watched, I mean, I followed your whole career. I'm such a fan of, like, funny. I, I want to say silly. She said parodies, but I'm not into parodies. But I'm into the Wayne Brother parodies. Like, you know what I mean? When they do, like, the scary movies. And stuff like that, that franchise, I'm into it. It's funny as hell. Thank you. But when I watch some other parodies, I can't watch that. I can't watch any of it. Yeah, it's, it's like it's watching garbage. a guy. It's like watching a dude who fights well and then watching a hack in the <laughs> ring. That is a really good analogy, too. Yeah, so that's the... Why do you think you guys have been able to pull it off with like Scary Movie and things like that? Why do you think you guys are able to pull off parodies when sometimes um, it looks bad? We, honestly, we, we care. We want it to be good. And so we put the time in. We're not just trying to take a check. How yes, do you we do get it? paid. You just study movies. <laughs> we do study movies. We study everything, you know. And it's, it's like a, it's like a, a a stew that we're making. Put a little bit of this here, a little bit of that there. That's going on there. Some funny characters. Stir it up, and then boom. But we really do. We, we take our time. The first scary movie took three three years to do. Three years. Yeah, from the time that we uh, came up <laughs> with it to the time that it came out. And then the second one. one came out. <laughs> it only took a year, so we got <laughs> rushed. Um, and um, so, but usually, anything good takes about three years. Uh, I'm thinking that's the one with his. The second one is the one with uh, Chris Elliott with the hand yeah. that he's putting. Yeah. <laughs> all up in the giblets and the Chinese. You know, when you do stand up, you get to test it out, though. You know, you get to test it out on an audience and check out what's funny. But when you're doing a movie, how do you test it out? How do you test out what you're going to put you're so the material New York. in? I so <laughs> am. Are you Puerto Rican? I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> not me. I'm not Puerto Rican. You're like the girls that I used to chase back in the day in New York yeah? City. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Phoenix the, is a looker. The Villagua. The, 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 she makes up for my ugliness. The, Boricua. Boricua. I mix Pilagua and Boricua yeah, that together. Was, that was ice. The ice was the thing Which that we used to eat. And uh, uh, Boricua was the thing we used to chase back in the day. Sean's <laughs> um, so cool, man. He could get away with the sunglasses inside. I always. I can't do that. I, it's just my thing now. You can get away with that. And can it, I? It, you can. You pull it off. If I did it, they'd be like, look at the asshole. The no, they won't. They're not that guy bother. thinks he's They're not cool. going to bother you. Yeah. They're not going to bother you. <laughs> this is how you rock. You just got to make it part of your thing. It's part of your thing. Yeah, it's true. I forgot 
Good Phoenix, bring them oh, back. I was saying, into that's fine. We're, we're, we're the worst with that too. But I was going to say that you get to practice jokes when you do stand up, but how do you write a funny script? How do you know like what jokes are going to hit, what's not going to hit? You know, uh, so most of the stuff that, most of the, so Keenan's a stand up, I'm a stand up, Mom's a stand up. Um, a lot of the people who we wrote with these movies, uh, wrote these movies with are stand ups as well. So we kind of have a automatic, comedic, um, laugh a meter in our head. We kind of <laughs> know that, we, and we have a hunch because we don't always know. Sometimes things play bigger than we thought they were gonna play, and sometimes what we thought was gonna be a huge laugh didn't get nothing. Uh, so, and we don't know until after the movie is shot. So we're all going on based on a hunch, getting the people to laugh in the room. All of us are really tough critics, so you know we're we're harder than the audience in some ways to make laugh. If we can get us to laugh. We should be able to get the audience to laugh. That see that I like that philosophy. I always say like if you're having a good time, people catch up. They catch on to that. Yeah, I I think so. I think so. Like, is it when you're doing whether it's your TV show, The Wayne Brothers back in the day, or I mean, or all these comedies? Is it as fun as it looks, or is it ever like? Oh, it's fun. I got to put on a fun face when I'm in a bad mood type of thing. Oh well, I mean, it is fun. I'll tell you when we shot White Chicks, we we had <laughs> it's to one turn of my it. Favorites, actually. We had to turn it on because uh, me and Marlon were miserable. <laughs> With the makeup, right? Yeah, we were miserable. I mean, uh, just uncomfortable. It how was long, freezing. How long is that process of you guys looking like that? You, it like, was man. seven. It was seven hours a day That's of insane. makeup. So we we were we had to report to work at three o'clock in the morning every day. We didn't get home till eleven at night. So uh-huh. that means we had to report back to work at three. We we, we went for fifty six days on four hours of sleep. It oh was, my god. A night, yeah, it was um, it was torture. That'll make you stir crazy. It does, it will make you crazy. Yeah, yeah the so. lack of sleep that hits you hard. Oh my god! So and then on top of that, like the, we had to wear contact lenses. Yeah, and it just felt like I had cat claws in my eye. Because back in the day when they had those contacts, the color contacts, mm-hmm. like, even like ten years ago, those shits were hard. So. Hard. And they hurt, and that you could was the barely most painful. see. Yes, and if you wore them. I had to wear them because for a modeling <laughs> job, they put these like fireballs in my eyes. I was pretending to it. be Puerto Rican with hazel eyes <laughs> <laughs> to get this guy interested. I used to yeah. wear them all day. White chicks made 113 million worldwide. That um, killed. It did actually. You know, I I I believe that it did more than that. Um, that was during that time. That's what it did, but. I, that movie's been passed on yeah. to so many different people. I feel like it actually passed, surpassed Scary Movie in uh, its its size. That's success. like an instant classic. Is there a reason why, is it the makeup thing? Is Are you doing a sequel to that thing ever? Or, we've no, been, or is that like, yo? Well, we've been, no, but we've now been, it's going to be the Kardashians. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, no, we, um, no, we wouldn't do that. Um, that we have because the butt stuff would be too difficult. I mean, we crack, butt makeup. We <laughs> would crack jokes, but we we got to keep it what we started. Um, and we've been kicking this around for a while, um, and it might happen, and it might not. We'll see. But it's definitely in our spirit and our in our, our mind, and we're thinking about it, and we're trying to make something happen. When you do the sequels, like, is it is it one of those things where you're like, all right, man, I'm, I don't want to, I don't want to run this joke too much, or I mean, or is it like I feel there's more. What makes you what what greenlights a sequel for you in your head like like I could run with this some more or like like I mean like White Chicks that that killed at the box office well something like White Chicks it, we know the audience wants it yeah mm-hmm. so 
we go based off of that energy. Yeah. And if the audience is digging it, and we go by the stuff that they quote to us and stuff like that, we have a good feel of what it is that they are looking for. Then creatively, when we get in the room, we're trying to not only give them what they want, but give them some stuff that they didn't know was coming. A couple of years ago, uh, the Nick at Night had like the, the classic TV awards. Mm-hmm. And I got a call to to come and be invited as a guest to, to go because In Living Color is one of my absolute favorite shows of Aww. all time. Was you trying to be a flag girl? <laughs> no, I know I look like one. You do. But I am, sure <laughs> but I am not. Um, but I... I was there and I'm looking over at the table and it's all you guys and it legitimately looks like a family. It it little like everybody. I'm not talking about just the brothers oh, and everybody. The show, yeah. Like you guys looked super happy to see each other. Jim we Carrey were, shows yeah. up and like they're sitting with each other but they sat with their arms around each other for mm. like the entire time. And yeah. They were they were other awards going to like Laverne and Shirley and yeah. just like yeah. awesome TV, well, that was you know. Groundbreaking that show in Living Color. It was so much fun. Our cast the cast of In Living Color was a one of a kind. It was yeah. it was it's some of the best in the game in a bottle. Yeah. Lightning in a bottle. You know, uh Jim, Tommy, Keenan, Damon, Kim, you, DJing. Crystal, me, uh, <laughs> Kelly. Uh, yeah. I mean it was it was we were like a family. How we, long was that on the air for? Do you remember? Uh I think about four years. That's it? It feels like maybe I five mean, years. Maybe five. Yeah. We were we were on for four. Or three, something like that. Might have What's been the dates of that, Christopher Producer? That you know what? It feels like longer when you're a, like when, when you're, you're a younger, kid. Right? Yeah, because yeah, you're like, growing oh, up. Another on repeat. It. You're watching it your whole high school years or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You you ninety to ninety four. Yeah. There you go. You I do. Uh, I do. I was in tenth grade when that thing came. Well, out. I was a little younger. <laughs> But I think it was, it was so politically incorrect. I feel like it's stuff you probably couldn't get away with now. But You're it right. was genius. You're right. Thank oh, you. Yeah. yeah, you can't get away with it now. But it, that show would not be fun to do now. But back when we were doing it, it was it was all kinds of fun. I think Homie the Clown could stay in there, though. Homie the, the, Home the Clown? He's hitting kids with the thing. But the, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, we were, you know what? You know what's funny? We were getting letters back then. Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah, we were getting letters. Oh, man. The letters. The Handicap Man. All that, that stuff. Handicap. Handyman. Handyman. No, that was, yo, <laughs> I don't know. That's That was that was hysterical. Fire Marshal Bill. Fire Marshal Bill. Oh, that was a great stuff, man. <laughs> uh, the BS Brothers. Uh, let's see. A homeboy uh, Shop. Shopping Network. Boy Shopping Network, man. That's my favorite. Oh no, yeah. so much funny things. What I mean, one of the the funniest movies, and we're going to talk about. I know you're here to um, promote your uh, some upcoming gigs, your uh, your yeah. stand up comedy, yeah. which we're going to get into in a second. But really quick, uh, uh, don't be a menace. I'm going to get this right because uh-huh. this is one of my. Fa- this has to be my favorite, man. I it up. It's up there. Don't be a menace while drinking your juice almost. In, in the hood. Don't, <laughs> the fuck, almost. Don't be a, don't Talk be a menace to South Central while sipping your juice. Almost. I'm, fuck it, man. Don't be a menace to South Central while drinking your juice in the hood. All right. Yes. I, I, you know what? Thank God you jumped. But if you just say, don't be a menace, people every, know what you're talking about. know what you're talking about. Because there was something, I don't know why, <laughs> but it was like movie, all man. of our like hip hop generations or like, you know, African American or Latino movies. We always got long ass titles. Like all yes. Tyrell Perry's movies are like, don't do that shit because mama done told you not yeah, to do it and yeah, you done yeah, do yeah, it yeah, again. Yeah, like yeah, all, yeah. like it's yeah. always like long ass. Yeah. Well, the reason why we did that with um, Don't Be a Menace was uh, we just collectively put every 
movie that we were making fun of in the title, you know, um, and that hasn't been that wasn't done before back then. And now they kind of do it. But um, uh, so we thought it would be funny to do. Do you guys know that you're doing social comedy, though, that you're doing like um, it's a social element to it? It's a political element to it. Um, that's not really our approach. Our approach is to make fun of what we find funny. Um, we're not like sitting there trying to. We're not trying to do, do social commentary. Politi- yeah. No, but we know that at the end of the day, that's what it is. We're trying to find what's funny, and that is paramount. And <laughs> whatever it is that that it turns out to yeah, be, yeah. it is. So you're not is. getting too preachy. We're not trying like. to preach, not at all. Even what, though when they say thing, message, message, message. <laughs> well, we were making <laughs> fun of the fact that yes. those movies, yeah. some of them got a little bit of a melodramatic, <laughs> and yeah. so we found that it would be funny if we would. You know, same message. Oh, I can any time that movie, I watch that. Anytime it's on, that and Goodfellas, they're two different types of movies. But uh, anytime yeah, it's on, mix, right? <laughs> anytime those are on, yeah. you got me for a couple hours. What do you find funny now, Sean? Like, what what's the stuff that you look at now that you find like really funny? Um, stuff in my life, you know, kids, um, you know, raising my children. You know, how many just, how many kids you? Got? I got three. Me too. Yeah, uh, with the ages, uh, eighteen. My oldest daughter just turned eighteen. Um, uh, Twelve and fourteen. It's amazing. Sure, he Sean. He looks so young. He's old. He's a little bit older than me. I just turned forty-three, and he look how young he looks. And look I'm at me, a happy man. That that I'm that happy too. I'm happy too. Happy man. too. Right? Yeah. I'm too happy. Yeah. I'm a happy black he, man. Yeah. Though. <laughs> happy white man is a different look than a happy. Is it black a different man. look? No, I'm kidding. If you take care of yourself, you take care of yourself. Yeah, okay. I gotta eat better. Why does this get back to I me? I love how you know exactly what's wrong. <laughs> yeah, he just comes less right. drugs. You know, I, I know exactly. Cut the donuts out. You know? If somebody, I know exactly how to get in shape. I used to fight, so I know how to get in shape. I, I can tell you exactly what to do. It's just the doing it part. which is Yeah, the doing it is. part is uh, definitely... Um, you do any training yourself? You working I, I, out at all? I do work out. Um, I used to box a little bit. Um, I haven't in a while, but um, I used to box a little bit. Did a little bit of uh, kickboxing too, some time training, like a little bit. You familiar with the... Uh, obviously with Floyd Mayweather, but you hear about the whole Conor McGregor versus yeah, Floyd I Mayweather. Do. What do you think thoughts. about that? <sighs> any any thoughts on it? What do you think? Honestly. I'm I'm thinking. To me, the only way that it would make sense for it to really happen is for them to do two fights. Oh, I like that. Where one, one fight for Floyd fighting a boxing fight, yeah, and then Floyd has to. <laughs> fight McGregor that is in his world <laughs> not in a million I'm saying, years to me that's the that's the only way that this yeah. is interesting to yeah. me well it's going short yeah. of that even though it's, I know it's going to happen it's not something that's really yeah. exciting me yeah well I mean personally I I'm just I'm just such a mixed martial arts fan I will watch cuz it is a big to do and uh but I feel Conor McGregor has nothing to lose, not everything to gain. He doesn't nothing have to anything lose. To if he lose. gets his ass whipped, Sean, he can you always say, you know, it. "Yeah." And he can say, "You know what? In a real fight, I'll still kick your ass." No, right? You know exactly. what I mean? You're exactly. some kicks and a takedown. I mean, you're but lying. I want, I, I would want to see that. See, to yeah. me, like I said, if they did, we're gonna yeah. fight two fights. I'm gonna fight you in your world, and you gonna come to mine. Yeah. Now that's a hundred percent fair, and y'all about to get it in. This doesn't, you know, it's yeah. interesting. Uh, it's, it's. 
you yeah. know, it's just it's, a show. It's money. It's yeah, it's a it's, very it's a expensive it exhibition yeah. fight between the two of them. And I will tell you this. Conor McGregor is the most self-actualized athlete and or, or person that I've ever met in my life because five years ago, the dude was on welfare and now he's fighting Floyd Money Mayweather. Yeah, he government, should give government cheese speech. will inspire yeah, you. He, will, he should give motivational speech. Like, screw Anthony Robbins. I want to meet Conor McGregor and be like, how do I fix my credit? <laughs> like he is motivational. He, like he's, it's he's got skills and he, he's got Mike skills also. That, that's a dangerous, himself. but that's a dangerous yeah. man right there. To me, you know, all these guys that have been trying to beat Floyd and they couldn't touch him, and then they have the guy come out of a whole other world because and, he's a megalomaniac, which means that he's scary enough to believe that he can do it. So that that's that, even that more dangerous. Thing, I I think it's improbable but i don't think it's impossible i agree and also you're dealing with uh floyd's 40 years old i mean we should add that we should add that in he is i mean is he a super stud is he phenomenal of course he's a great he's a great boxer yes Um, 40 years old but how much more years of experience remember we were talking about jujitsu putting in the rounds putting in the reps how much that you need first of all his his boxing positioning if i talk about how he positions his shoulder and he has his other hand underneath so his right hand pot shots and comes upward. Look at this girl. And yeah. uses his uh, shoulders to roll punches off. She has five Muay Thai fights. Uh. <laughs> Which is not a lot, but uh, he, she just looks look, a little cute way, Latina yeah, chicken right, here. Right, 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 she's right. dangerous. Well, she put a she moved her shoulder like that. Yeah, she got in position. Careful, I can box. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm kinda, Matt is just very Whoa. MMA world, but I I dabble in the boxing world too. Like Whoa. I had a very awkward awkward uh, incident with with Bernard Hopkins yesterday why, no. why awkward it was awkward as shit it was Did you like punch him out of the ring no <laughs> no it was like an episode of in living color because all right so i'll tell you guys what happened so I, i'm like hey bernard whatever and sometimes when you're interviewing people you try to come up with like a, a something that breaks the ice first <laughs> mm-hmm. because they've answered that you're going Those down the red carpet yeah they, this is like the 36th time they've answered that question right. So I say I'll say things to them which are like is off the cuff to try to get them to to talk to me. Yeah. So I said, Oh guys, you know, when you watch fights though, when you're not in a fight or you're not working a fight and you're just watching something, what is it about like somebody that you watch a fight with that annoys you? Because to me, I guess so annoying like there's only four people I could watch fights with that I don't want to kill when mm-hmm. I watch a fight with them. So he's like, If anybody talks to me, I hate when people talk to me. And I'm like, okay, I'm talking to him right now. I'm fucking awkward. And then, and then he goes, I go, I don't like when people text when they're watching a fight because they'll text and look down. They're like, what happened? He goes, <laughs> and then he goes, nothing distracts me. I'm used to being alert at all times. Like I'm talking to you right now, but I know what's going on in my right and what's going on in my left. So I go, well, is that fighting? I can fighting? see that your left leg is bigger than your right leg. <laughs> like, Although I, both of them are beautiful, <laughs> I could tell that you're... <laughs> no, so then he goes, I go, well, does that come with fighting? He goes, no, that comes from my history at the penitentiary. I ain't never going to that place again. And I was like, oh, shit. Sure. Right. Flashback, I turned like, into homie the clown. Like, fuck. <laughs> I'm, like, wow. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm scared of Bernard Hopkins the right now. The fact that he say he never go, he's, no, he's never going back there again. <laughs> you ain't going to get me in my sleep. <laughs> <laughs> get off me. He's got to Phone check, fool. Phone check. He's got <laughs> I was so scared. Bone Jack. I was <laughs> so scared for uh, a second. Lies. That's funny. <sighs> that is hysterical. He just had a flashback. It's <laughs> crazy. Let me ask you about stand-up comedy. What is it about stand? You got comedians that, like, let's say, and we talked about this. Um, you normally uh, Jimmy Norton's here, mm-hmm. great comedian. Mm-hmm. 
And like I talked about this with him the other day, like a guy like Jerry Seinfeld, that guy doesn't need to go back to comedy. I don't. I with all your movies, you don't need to do the stand up comedy. You don't do it because you need it. Tell me, tell me, what is it about the stand up comedy that that just is so addicting? It's like this. This is the thing that we've been doing all of our life. We love. It's like yeah. the difference between that and fighting. If if fighters' body would hold up. Throughout, until they were 90 years old, yeah. they'd be fighting forever. Yeah. This is the thing that we yeah. chose to do, and we love it. And how do you just stop it? I mean, this is what makes us happy. We enjoy. This is part of our life. This is If, you, if I quit comedy, then I feel like Superman gave up his powers. Now life affects me the same way as everybody else. But as long as I'm telling jokes... I'm in a different zone. Like it's it's fun for me. Yes, there's a lot of fucked up shit happening in the world, but because I have a comedic take on it, I'm able to laugh my way through stuff. If I quit comedy, then I'm just get depressed just like everybody else. When you're on when you're doing all these movies, obviously you don't have the same time to to do the the stand up. So I mean, do you just in your I mind, still you're do collecting it. material. You're writing things down. I write stuff down, and I work stuff on stage in town. So ah. I do less less traveling, more stand up inside. Does uh, that happen in a the movie theater, Sean? When you're <laughs> you're not that guy in a the movie theater, are you? Uh, no, I'm not. Hold on, UFC Unfiltered. Hey, listen, hey, listen. He's a big star. You think he he can't answer the phone on UFC Unfiltered? I'm, of course I'm he sorry, can. Guys. Make yourself at home. That's okay. Yeah. I don't are you kidding me? Where happened you here? Phoenix is, is, is oh, yeah. She couldn't believe it. No, I was probably happy. I mean, I, I'm I am a really big fan and huge. And I was very very influenced by In Living Color. Oh, very very dope. very influenced by In Living Color. Nice to see we raised a nice young fighting <laughs> champ <Ain't that>? like <laughs> yourself. No, I mean I've done an improv comedy and I feel like comedy enhances every single thing that you do. Yep. You know, and, and it's one of the hardest things you'll ever do yeah. in your life. Do you still get, do you get any like I'm not gonna say adrenaline, but do you get a rush or when you kill after you get off that stage, Hell do you still yeah. feel it? Yeah, you feel it. You always feel that. It's energy. Yeah. It's people you don't know, um, and you're taking them from zero to a hundred. And, Real and, quick, I don't listen. I listen. To I, don't about, about yeah, I don't know okay, about. Listen. I don't know about how. Well, maybe quick not too it is, quick, but uh, it's just, definitely just getting them there. Yeah. You know, people come in. Sometimes people come in pissed off. They're not uh, laughing. They, they don't find nothing funny, and to take those people and have them slapping the table by the end of the night. Yeah. Oh, that's a that's win. That's a good feeling. That you is try a to, win. You kill them with the laughter. You kill them with love. You don't. You don't go out there. You ever have to deal with any nasty hecklers? Oh yeah, all the time. All the time. Mm-hmm. Really? Those yeah. pricks. Still to you? I, I wouldn't say. Yeah, people have the nerve. They they'll try it. You know, it's like someone walking up to a dude with cauliflower ear. Yeah. About, yeah, I'll kick your freaking ass. It's like okay. I didn't get this air from out of uh, from my hat. I, 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 you know, I got years of. Uh, you know, getting punched in my ear. Are you sure you want to do that? That's so funny. I've been rolling 20 years, and my ears are fine. Yeah, I don't know. You're you like got them headphones freakish. on. Nobody could tell. Even <laughs> off. I wish my ears were beautiful. Wish I had. <laughs> these babies, these Sony ears right here, they're beautiful. If I had those Katori ears, I'd be wearing these things 24 I'll never fight no dude with no cauliflower. I check the ears first. That's what you do first? Yeah, it's like, yeah. what? What you say? Oh, you better work man. on a sprawl. Let me yeah. buy you a drink, man. State to state, though, uh, who's the hardest crowd to win over? Is it New York? New Yorkers are tough. Um, actually, I, be, I went to a place tougher at Baltimore. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah, they're just like, they're not having fun over there. 
Let's go on. You never hear that. Let's go to Baltimore for vacation. I don't think New York has got it tough, but you guys, you know, there's a lot going on here, and you guys can always find your smile and find a way to have some fun. You go get yourself a, a Frank on the corner or a pretzel yeah. or something, you know, just to, you know, just take the edge off a little. I don't know what's popping out there, but that's a tough crowd. When you're, let me ask you before you leave, what, I know he's, where yeah, he's we getting in. Couple tell me, okay. tell me where he's playing. Are you playing in New York at all? Yeah, I'm, pl- I'm, I'm at Governor's in Levittown tonight doing stand-up Can comedy. Can I tell you something that's so hysterical about that? What a small world. You could throw a rock. You're going to look out. Governor's front door. My jujitsu academy is directly across from that. Really, I got to tell my crew. Is that where you uh, teach, I, or is that where you? I learn? own two jujitsu. No, it's on my teach. I, I I'm retired. I retired from fighting how many years ago? I have uh, two jujitsu schools on Long Island, New York. Nice. One is in Levittown, yeah. right, right by that, Governor's, right, right behind. I can hear people getting kicked in their line. face while yeah. I'm on stage. Struggling <laughs> people. So you know what? Maybe I'll send some of my guys down. Are you getting any hecklers? Just, just. Just point to what if they heckle me? me? Then what? Well, then, then I'm then, stuck uh, with the guy with the know, cauliflower. Tell, tell him you know me. Heckle me. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm doing I'm doing that, and then That's I'm also great, hosting man. two parties this weekend. Um, one at Sapphire on uh, Sapphire 39 on Saturday. Ooh. Is that a strip club? It's a it's a high end gentleman's okay. club. Okay, strip, strip club. Is, it's a little different than a strip club. Oh, what's the difference? I see. I don't know. And I was there's, tricked there's, into strip club because there's strip clubs where they like strip, strip, strip clubs, okay. and then there's a combination hybrid of a club meets kind of dinner place with kind of okay. go go dancery. Because I was tricked around. into going to a strip club one time. Were you? Was he trying to pull a menage? No, no, <laughs> no, no. I was with a group of fighters. And I'm, it's always like me and like friends and guys and stuff. And they're like, yeah, we're going to go watch a fight. We're going to go to scores. Now, if you're a girl and you hear scores, does that not sound like a sports bra? Bar, bra. bra sports see what bra? I'm saying? Uh, I it never does, see a sports bra like that. <laughs> scores, scores. Um, but it's, it's different. like a sports it's kind bar. Of, it's no? kind of different now, though, the way they do it. Um, and I, actually, the fight is going to be at uh, Sapphire 39 this weekend. Yeah. So, that so I walked in that. and I was like, why are there titties? Like I wasn't expecting titties. I was expecting at a place called Scores. No, yeah, you no titties. Expecting the score does not sound like expecting? a sports bar. Scores is like scores the most famous like... strip club in New York. It's it's it's, it's up there. It's, it's, I didn't uh... know. I don't hang around strip club circles. So you didn't score? No, yeah. I sat there awkwardly watching who, the fight who, who, while my friends got lap dances. Who, who brought you there? I can't say who oh. it was. A girlfriend of yours? It was a friend of yours. Why? Yes. Uh oh. Brazilian guy. No. Uh-oh. It was a group of people that you know quite well. Well, listen. Was it uncomfortable for you? <laughs> ah, it was actually kind of fun. It's fun. Right? Except except they got pissed at me because I wanted to walk talking to one of the strippers about her eyeshadow. And I was like, I love that, whatever. And they were like, stop making them human. That's small talk. Uh, yeah. That's nice. And then, I'm sorry about that. I hate to change the subject. <laughs> Sunday, I'm, I'm doing another party at Sapphire on 60th Street. So, hosting two parties, governors this week. Governors tomorrow. is how many days this week? Just tonight. Just tonight. Okay. Yeah. Seven o'clock. You know what the problem is? This What's comes out tomorrow. This right? comes out tomorrow. <laughs> yes. But hey, yeah. all I know is y'all will be at Sapphire. Hey man, I'm hitting up. I'm hitting up my crew. He's gonna be. He's gonna. I can throw a rock for my academy. You should right go. at Governors. Break it's a fucking window. <laughs> get a ticket. Have a drink. Get your uh, laugh on. Give him the uh, the proper plug for where else he's going. I know he's doing something in Orlando. Well, yeah, you're going to be in Orlando June yes. 30th through July 1st. At the Improv? Yeah, you can go to the improvorlando.com and get tickets there. Mm-hmm. Anything else you want to promote, buddy? 
Uh, any of the movies? Any breaking news with a movie you're coming no out? Breaking with such fans. No breaking news. No breaking news on that yet, but when it's together, I will come back and. Phoenix, he will, guys, he, I think he's going to give us some breaking news. But next time he's a big movie's going to come out, I think he's going to tell us on UFC. I'll definitely will come. I'll definitely will come, you know, and, and let you guys know. How about okay. that? For That's sure. great, Phoenix. Hey, Sean, thank you so much. Thank the great you, Sean guys. Wayans. This is great. Great Sean Wayans. Give him an applause. Yeah. I mean, are you serious? That, thank you. I got to be able to affect. I'd be able to. Woo! Thank you so much. Thank you. Mr. Producer, let's take a break before we talk to Michael Chiesa. Oh. Yeah, sounds good. All right. Thank you, Sean. Thank you so much. You're listening to UFC Unfiltered with Jim Norton and Matt Sarah. You know what I'm excited about, Phoenix? That we have a new sponsor for UFC Unfiltered. Tell me about I always, this. I always get excited when we get a new sponsor because I get free things. Yeah. <laughs> and listen, I can't dress myself. Let me tell you about the 5-4 Club because looking good doesn't need to cost a fortune. Did you know that? Oh, it's true. Sometimes. It doesn't need to cost a fortune. 5-4 Club is revolutionizing the way men shop. It's true. Each month, I'm looking for, they're going to be sending me something soon. So I, when I try it, I'm, I'm going to be blabbing about it. I can't wait. So I can't wait to get my, my clothes because you know I can't dress myself. My wife dresses me. <laughs> not, she might not have picked out this. No, well, today. you look nice today. Hey, well, you know, I try. I did push-ups and I'm wearing those sleeves. <laughs> but, you know, with the 5-4 Club, each month they send you a curated box of two to three items that are hand-picked to match the current season and your style. Are you going to get a me? romper? Please tell me you're not, not getting really. a Matt Sarah romper. So romp him. Uh, <laughs> Maybe. I might. But they're not sending me that, though. This, okay. This is quality stuff. They've been helping men with fashion for over 15 years, Phoenix. And shipped to over 100,000 men every month. That's insane. They know what they're doing. So if you don't, that's okay. Because I don't. <laughs> but the 5-4 Club will help you build your wardrobe one month at a time. You believe this? I do. This I is think big. That's this is be my cool. new. This is our new sponsor. I can't wait to see. I'm you next psyched. Time. Look at me Dyer-ish. now. Look what I'm wearing now. And look at me after you know I get my my I get the hookup with the Five Four Club <laughs> because when you look good, Phoenix, you feel good. That is true. That's a fact of life. That is very true. That's true. Do you hear what I said? I did. You get hundred twenty dollars worth of clothes for just sixty dollars a month. That's pretty good. That what? Yeah. That's really good. You said that's really good. I agree with you. You could pause or cancel anytime, no commitments. And as a 5-4 Club member, you also receive up to 50% off items in their online shop and access to exclusive members-only items, free shipping, and size exchanges. Go to 54club.com right now and enter promo code UFC, and they'll give you 50% off your first month's package plus a free pair of sunglasses. I love sunglasses. I know. Sh- Sean Wayans loves sunglasses. He didn't Maybe take them off. Maybe he liked the 5-4 he, he didn't take those sunglasses off. It worked for him, though. He got away with that. That's 50% off your first package of 5-4 Club, spelled F-I-V-E-F-O-U-R club.com, promo code UFC. 5-4 club.com, promo code UFC. You know, you know what I'm really excited about? What? What's up? Something that you're going to be excited about. I know you have experience with. Yes. Blue Apron. Yeah, I do use it. 
Do do you really? Well, here's the thing. So I'm super busy, but I'm in a relationship, and you want to cook for your man every once in a while, or yeah. you should just like cook for the people that are in your life. And Blue Apron is, you know, fresh ingredients. It's delivered to you, but when they deliver to you, they deliver like everything exactly as you need. Like, oh, so you need like a tablespoon of this or a teaspoon of that, and that's usually where I mess up when I'm yeah. making food. Is I put too much, or I'm not paying attention, or I read the thing incorrectly because I'm on, you know, Twitter or whatever talking about UFC stuff. And now it's just like already done. So all I have to do is dump the ingredients in at the right time. So it's easy. It's super easy. So it makes me look like I'm a much better cook than I actually am. And you want that when you're in a relationship. And you're saying like each meal, it comes with a step-by-step, easy to, fo- easy to follow yes. recipe. And it's affordable. And there's some variety. So it looks like it can make some stuff. And it's easy. It's actually easy. And it's guaranteed freshness, which I like because, again, I buy food and then I leave it in the fridge and then it smells like a monkey's butt. And I'm like, oh, I got to clean the fridge out. So, you know. Blue Apron. Blue Apron is awesome. And you can check out this. They have weekly menus and you can get your first three meals free. Yes, I said free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash UFC Unfiltered. And it feels good. You know, you eat some good food. You have some friends over. You look like you're a way better cook than you actually are. That's blueapron.com slash UFC unfiltered. It's just a better way to cook. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. Yeah, I love it. That was a good time with Sean Wayans. Yeah, definitely. Why are you all smitten now? I'm not smitten. I just, okay, so. You have a crush on him? No, it's just in living color. And Living yeah. Color was, it's still on my top five favorite shows of all time. I think you had a crush on him. I think he had a thing for me. He, I, I, he was he was a little, he was throwing some jokes out there, you know? Yeah, I got to like brush those off though, you know, I'm like practically married. Are you? I, I think so. You've been dating your, your boyfriend for a long time. You're an, I met the parents yesterday. Is he, um, are you engaged yet? No, in my head, yeah. Okay. What is he? <laughs> That's he, what girls is, do. Is, you know, I'm just letting you know. Uh, you know, do to your get off the pond or what? What's he doing this guy? Nah, we'll take our time. Yeah, I, think, I feel like you should You should at least go through two two seasons. Well, do you want two kids? years. Do you want kids? Maybe. Your clock's ticking. Oh, God, it's not. <laughs> I, I know. Her. That's long, what you came here Marissa for. Marissa Tomei yeah. right listen, now. But Listen, I'm... So what does that make me, Joe Pesci? <laughs> nah, listen, Phoenix is like uh, like my sister. I know. So it doesn't matter. That's can... why I think guys have always been scared to date me in the past because yeah. they're like, oh, let's look through her Facebook page. Look I who haven't... all her friends are. Yeah. Oh, Matt, Sarah, and Tyron Woodley, and, and like nobody wants to be date me. These are my friends. Stop name dropping. <laughs> I'm only kidding, buddy. You're funny. No one wants Listen, to date that. Well, that hey, I haven't even met your your boyfriend yet. You'd really like him. He's you know what I do like. Michael Chiesa. What an amazing transition uh, into the I phone call listen, that we I, are about to make. All I know is Sunday night is going to be a party. A UFC fight night party. Yes. Oh, I Tell wait. me more about this I just, card. I just, I mean, what? Where is that card? <laughs> it's right in front of my face. Uh, and also, I mean, what do you what do you think about, I mean, we're going to get Michael Chiesa on the phone in a second. But what do you think about uh, Tim Boach versus, versus Johnny Hendricks? I'd like to see that fight. I th- I'm, I'm very interested in seeing that fight because Johnny has to, that's a guy he has to fight. He has to, not to be, look, what a guy like Neil Magny, which, uh, you know, he lost a close decision to, mm-hmm. but he could, if he's like, you know, he could maybe take the guy down and, 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 and dictate that by just overpowering the guy. He he's wasn't really be, using his wrestling against Magny, right? Isn't was, that what our criticism yeah, was he looked, of him? He looked, he looked a lot better versus, uh, oh, 
We got the, you know who we got on oh, the phone now? Oh. Paisan! Michael Chiesa! Hey, Paisan! Dude, how uh, are you, brother? You're on UFC Unfiltered uh, with myself and Phoenix Carnavale. The, the, oh. Yeah, the, I know, you expect the Jimmy Norton. I know, but, I'm, I'm here, I'm here <laughs> for Jim right now. How are you, bro? Rise of the Phoenix, I'll take it. I'm doing good, Matt, how are you? He just said Rise of the Phoenix. Are yeah, you, I love are you a, Michael Chiesa, are you a comic book fan at all or no? A little bit, yeah. All right. Well, just, you say Rise of the Phoenix. I mean, you, you're really. I want to talk about your fight with Kevin Lee this weekend, which I'm psyched about. But you know, if you if you start saying starting off with some comic book talk, yeah, <laughs> I'll Matt, switch gears right away. Easily derailed by movies and comic book talk. I will just warn oh, you. Oh, the man, the man that talked about comics is Samuel Cecilia. He's a freaking. He's a know it all when it comes really? to the comic book world. You should. Oh yeah. You, I, I wish I because I ran into you guys a bunch when you know fight weeks and this and that. I you should. I wish I would have known that. Because I would have been, you know, I mean, we talk about every, every time I see you, you're like, oh, I smell meatballs or something. You're a funny guy. But I'm like, yeah, we could have been talking about comic books, me and uh, Sam Cecilia. <laughs> well, I think we have to talk about his fight because yeah, he does have All an right. important fight coming he up. A, dude, he's headlining. Next time. Next time. Next time, buddy. Now, listen, you're headlining. Your fight right now. First of all, congrats for coming back. I mean, I haven't seen you in a long time. Uh, where, where have you been, buddy? Well, you know, I've been back home in Spokane, Washington, and you know, it took me it took me a lot of time um, just to come back, just because of the way I approached the back surgery. You know, I, I didn't want to get back surgery, and uh, you know, I opted away from that, so it just kind of like tripled my recovery time. You know, and so uh, you know, they said if I would have gotten back surgery, I'd come back in like eight weeks, but I just I just think that at 28 years old. You know, yeah. at, at the time I was 28 when I got hurt, I was just like, I'm, I'm too young for that, you know. So I opted out of that and just did a lot of rehab and a lot of rest. And, uh, you know, it, honestly, it paid off. So wait, so you did not get surgery or did you? Nope, no surgery. No surgery. <laughs> Where are you right now, bro? I am in the UFC office with oh. the wonderful employees of the Ultimate Fighting Championship, baby. Yeah. <laughs> It's a, it sounds like a it sounds like a high school sounds playground. Like he's at a frat house yeah. with Sam Cecilia. <laughs> I said high school. You said frat house. Well, uh, you know, Michael, it's interesting that you say that you you opted for rehabilitation as opposed to going for surgery. Sometimes people, when they have good physical therapists, or good doctors, they always they come back feeling better than even before they got hurt. Is that where you are right now? Yeah, that is where I'm at, and it not only. You know, not only am I glad with the, with the choice that I took to not get surgery, but I think my body just needed a break in general. I mean, this is the first time in nine years that I've been in this sport that I've ever had a layoff. You know what I mean? I've Ever since the day I got into the sport in May 2008, I've been very active. You know what I mean? I've got 30 fights. You know, I had a long run on tough. I never took a break after that. You know, I've just never had the time to let my body rest. And, uh, you know, once, once I got the okay to come back and train, I've, I've just, I've never felt better. My body just feels fully rested. I've had no complications with my back or anything else. I mean, at the time when, when I was, when I got hurt, that would have been my third fight in seven months, three, eight week camps in seven months, wow. you know, with re- really no break in between fights, my body just kind of shut down. You know what I mean? And, and with the back, you know, that was the main thing, but I had a lot of other little nagging injuries everywhere else. You know what I mean? So I just felt like I was kind of falling apart. I think that it was just time for my body and my mind to just to just take a break and reset. And now here I am in my first main event, finally, this Sunday. Wow, that's amazing. And, and you said you started in the seventh grade training. That's pretty crazy. And it was after you saw a UFC fight. What fight was that? Do you remember? Yeah, um, I remember it was I went to watch Frank Shamrock versus Igor. Or no, I went to watch Frank Shamrock versus uh, versus Kevin Jackson. 
because I went and saw Kevin Jackson wrestle at the Worlds in 1999 because they were in Spokane. And so I convinced my mom to let me run a UFC tape at the, at the VHS store, if you believe that. I'm, <laughs> I'm, from, the, I'm, from, the, I'm from the VHS era. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I convinced her to let me get it because Kevin Jackson was on there. And I was so convinced Kevin Jackson was just going to kill this guy. And sure enough, I saw a guy beat Kevin Jackson from his back. It was the most perplexing thing I've ever seen in my life. But uh, I've been hooked ever since. And he got, I remember that like it was yesterday too. He took him, he got him right down and he swung around and got that arm lock. And I don't know how long that fight was, but it was pretty quick. That was yeah, impressive. Yeah, it was swift. It was swift. Now, th- now, you guys got a lot of hype for this fight after that press conference. A lot of hype. And like, listen, you know, people, they say they don't, oh man, you know, be professional, this and that. But let's just call what it is. People love that shit, man. <laughs> I do. I mean, listen. I mean, you know, I don't like the fact that you're getting upset, but I do like the fact that you guys were very emotional and that it, it looks like a very genuine thing. What is it about Kevin Lee? Is it just the fact that in that in that little uh, that that moment he said something that you didn't, you didn't like, or, or is it just that you just don't like the guy? Listen, I've actually never had a bad interaction with the guy. I, I actually I've been in the training room with the, with him a few times, and I like him. I've talked to him before the press conference. We were talking before we got on the shuttles. And, uh, you know, I've just never had a bad interaction with him. And, and uh, you know, there's very few things. There's really nothing you can say to upset me except talking about my mother. You know what I mean? Yeah. The way I was raised, I was raised with a very protect. My, my father is very protective of my mother. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that, that, that's just like the one nerve you could strike with me. And, and uh, you know, I let, I let my emotions get the best of me. And, uh, you know. I lost my, you know, you know how the Italian temper goes, Matt. <laughs> Matt doesn't know anything so, about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, deep deep down inside that kind little paisan, there's a freaking fire. Yeah. Every once in a while, every once in a while, it comes out. You know what I'm saying? No, so, it does. You know, that, that, even if you used to say something or do something like that again, it wouldn't, it, you know, it wouldn't ruffle my feathers. And that was just like a one-time thing for me. That was just a total lapse of character. You know what I mean? I'm not that type of guy. I'm not a hothead. I've just I've never heard anybody bring my mother into some type of argument, and even though he didn't really say anything that derogatory, we know what direction he was going. You yeah. know what I mean? Think yeah. about this. Think about. Think, let me let me put this in perspective for you. When people say that it wasn't a very bad thing he said, you know what if you know you know what if what if somebody that you're fighting has a kid, and you say something like, "Oh, I know your kid's going to be sitting in the front row." You, you know, you just yeah. bring, you start bringing family. You, you didn't say anything bad, but just the fact that you're bringing family into the into the situation. That's just yeah. like that unspoken gentleman's rule. You leave him out of it. Do you think he said things like that just to purposely unsettle you? Maybe he thought you were too calm, too confident. Like, do you think that he was just trying to kind of stir the fire a little bit? Good question, Phoenix. Yeah, it's a psychological, <laughs> psychological game, you know. Phoenix it's rises. like, this guy's goes, too happy, too confident. Goes, <laughs> Let me throw him off. Michael goes, Phoenix I mean, rises again. I, love <laughs> I mean, it very well could be. And at that t- point in time, it worked, but it, it, it's not going to work on fight night because for me, it's water under the bridge. I don't care about the press conference anymore. The second that I left, the second that I left Dallas, Texas, it was behind me. You know what I mean? So even if I'm staring across from the guys who are punching each other and he starts shooting comments off at me, it doesn't matter. I'm not going to lose my cool again. It, it, it gained him no edge against me physically, mentally, anything whatsoever. Now, now, Kevin's coming in pretty confident. I mean, he, I mean, Chris, the producer, you just tell me he has 
The, how many wins is Kevin coming off? He has four, four in a row. He has four, yeah. and and not for nothing, uh, Michael, and he has some finishes in there too, Kevin. But Michael's coming off uh, three in a row, correct, Mike? Correct. And also, yes, I mean, that fight with Joe. I mean, I think. I mean, and it's not just because I get a, I get along and with Paisans here. I think Michael uh, Kies is like the dark horse. Yo, go away. Yo, go in a phone booth or something, Michael, because I got ADD and I can't hear you. Someone's yelling. <laughs> Yeah, I got you. I mean, what the hell's going on here? Who is that? Is that Tony in the back room? That actually was Tony. In the was back it Tony? Room. All right. That was Tony. That's t- Tony's doing his job. We can't yell at Tony. Okay. But, uh, and you know, I got the memory of a goldfish. I could fucking blow this whole thing. But no, listen. No, Michael, you're, you're, when you lost to Joe Lazone, it's hard to even call that a loss, man. You were in that fucking fight. And when you get stopped by a cut and then you look on the record, and you see, oh, TKO loss. It really wasn't. I mean, you were in the fight, and that happened. How upsetting. I don't want to bring back bad memories, but you only have two losses. So, I mean, yeah, you really are the dark horse in this whole division that I don't think a lot of enough guys are talking about. So, I mean, how does that feel? Like, with the Joe Lazone thing, that was your, you were having a moment there. You were in that fight. Oh, yeah. You know, and for me, it's not upsetting at all. The, the way I, when I talk to people about it, as I say, uh, you know, I might have lost that fight, but he didn't beat me. You know what I mean? He definitely did not beat me. You know, and uh, and it, you know it, the only thing that's frust- the thing that's frustrating most about it is had that not been marked as a loss on my record, I'd be on a what six or seven fight win streak right now. Yeah, you know, I'd be I'd be in the top three. You know, I, I could have been in a title fight that's by now. You know what I mean? So uh, that's what's frustrating about it. But. Um, you know the best the best part about it is is I'm in a main event slot right now, which is right where I left off. And I think that had I not lost that Joe Lozon fight, you know, which was the biggest crock of bullshit ever. Had we been fighting somewhere like Texas or California or Las Vegas, they would have let the fight keep going. I've heard I've, I've heard some poor feedback about the athletic commission in Connecticut and how they approach MMA with the cuts and whatnot. But uh, you know, it's a uh, it's just, you know, I, I try not to dwell on it too much, and I just try to focus on what's ahead of me right now. I think that if, you know, if, if the fight had never gotten stopped because of the cut, I still would have been in that main event spot with Ferguson before I got hurt. So yeah. who knows? You know, it, it, it's, it's tough to say this, this, the whole rankings thing and the win streaks and whatnot, how, how relevant really are they? You know what I mean? Well, that's what I was actually thinking um, right now was about Tony Ferguson and him rising to the top of the UFC lightweight division. Do you feel like you're one or two away from being on top with him? Absolutely. You know, especially with activity, you know, it's unfortunate that I've been out as long as I have, but um, you know, you got, you know, having Khabib at number one, it's a little frustrating. He's got a lot of talent. The kid's tough as hell, but you know, he's very inactive and, uh, I don't think it warrants the number that he has next to his name, especially when, you know, his only quality win he's had in the last two or three years was Michael Johnson. Even though that was recent, you know, you're still littered with some, uh, some not so good situations with him missing weight. You know, he, he fought a guy who stepped up on certain earth and it took him two rounds to beat him. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, the, the state of the lightweight division is, uh, is not as great as it should be right now. You know, it's, it's in a, it's in a backlog and it's not, it's not good for the sport. How do you feel Kevin Lee matches up with you, man? I mean, he, he's talking, he feels he's better than you everywhere. Um, I mean, I mean, styles make fights. I mean, what do you feel he brings to the table? I mean, he, what, what do you think of those comments he's saying too, that he feels he's better than you everywhere? Well, I want I want him to feel that way because I, anytime I go out there and compete, I want to, I want to go against the best version of my opponent. You know what I mean? I don't want a guy, 
I want him to be confident. I want him to feel that he's well prepared and, uh, and that he can beat me anywhere the fight goes. You know, he's going to have his moments, maybe, but I, he's not a better fighter than me, period. The only thing he's got over me is he's got a better six pack. You know what I mean? He does, he's, a better, he's just a better athlete. You know what I mean? Physically, you know, if he's a physical specimen compared to me, you know, um, but in terms of, in terms of martial arts, he's not better than me. You know what I mean? So it just all boils down to me just going out there and executing and, uh, you know, ring rust will not be an issue this fight. There'll be no, I'm, I'm very well trained. You know, I haven't spent 14 months just sitting around doing nothing. You know, it's like I sat around for a year and then jumped up and did an eight week camp. You know, I've been back in the game for eight months now. I took six months off to let my body rest, you know, and I've been back to training, you know, I've been traveling and training and learning and expanding my game. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to be the same guy you saw, you know, April, you know, what my last fight was April 16th last year. I'm not the same guy I was then. I'm, I'm going to blow some people's minds. It's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be like the best version of myself that anybody's ever seen. That is a soundbite. I love I that. Like that. Well, you know, Ferguson, you know, he's making his FS1 debut as an analyst on Sunday night. And he, and he had this to say about your fight against Kevin Lee. He said, I expect fireworks. I expect Kevin to come out a little more fuego on a little more, with a little more fire and attack um, Michael's body. I think Lee, if Lee does it right, he picks him apart. He will have a big victory. But Michael is a tough son of a bitch, and uh, this is going to be a great fight. So that was his commentary on it. What's your thoughts on his comments? Uh, Tony wants Kevin to win because he doesn't want to fight me. <laughs> Damn! <laughs> it, it, I mean, seriously, what, you're an analyst. You're, here's the thing. You're an analyst. You're supposed to analyze the fights from both sides, okay? So you just said, here's what I think Kevin should do. Kevin should attack the body. He does this. I think he's going to pick him apart. But on my side, oh, he's a tough guy, but it's going to be a good fight. That's not a good analyst job, Tony. you got to break down both sides, okay? If you're going to tell Kevin what he should do to win, you got to analyze both sides of the fight, buddy. You know what I mean? It, it, it's whatever. I don't care. And that's cool. Uh, you go ahead and attack my body. I'll take... Uh, I'll eat those body shots and execute my tough son of a bitch uh, attributes kindly. You know what I mean? So it's whatever. Now, things go well. I mean, I'm the type of guy when I was fighting, I never liked to, to look ahead. I'm not, you know, I, I think it's bad luck. But I have to ask you, things do go well. You got a, you got a name ready to, to call out. Everybody likes when the, the people win and they got somebody they want to call out. I mean, you got somebody, you keep us in suspense. You got a name on your tongue where you want to... Take some, take somebody out after Kevin Lee. Uh... Yeah, there is a guy. Tito Macaroni's in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. That's who I'm tackling next. I'm gonna get myself a big bowl of pasta. That's Matt's line. Yeah, Tito Tito Macaroni's in Coeur d'Alene. That's my next opponent after I get through with Kevin Lee. <laughs> I'm gonna have to go there, man. Hey, you have a visit Long Island, dude. I'll take you to some good places. You gotta visit New York. You gotta come in studio when you're around here too. Now, yeah, we, we know you're really sick of talking about this, but we have to bring it up. And I know that you've probably talked about this with your friends and everybody. Conor McGregor is Floyd Mayweather. What do you? Okay. It's because yeah. he's the current UFC lightweight champion. So, you know, we got to. What? Conor McGregor yeah. is Floyd Mayweather? Well, the, thoughts? Because, well, what is his thoughts? Let's them. I'm not asking important. your thoughts. I'm asking his thoughts. I want to know, Michael. What do, you, what do you think? Because, you know, how do you stack up against him? Is he going to come back? Like, what, what are you thinking? Um, you know, I do think I match up well against Connor, uh, you know, especially with my grappling, my wrestling game. We saw he had troubles with Chad Mendez. I'm not nearly the wrestler Chad Mendez was, but I have a definite style of grappling. 
um, you know, that, that I bring to the table. Um, but, you know, that, that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about Mayweather and uh, McGregor. I think that, you know, it, I, I quit doubting Connor a long time ago. I'm not saying he's going to win, but I'm just saying he never ceases to go out and surprise people. And, uh, you know, it, it's, uh, it, I don't know, it's just, it's just tough to say how it's going to pan out because it, it could go, it's going to go one of two ways. It's either going to be Connor totally surprising us and catching him or Mayweather's just going to cruise to a decision. You know what I mean? It's, it's only going to go those ways. You know, Connor's not going to win a decision against Mayweather. So it's either, it's either a KO by Connor decision by Mayweather. And, uh, you know, all I know is I don't, I don't have a dog in the fight. I'm not picking anybody, but all I'm saying is I'm never counting Connor McGregor out of any fight unless he's fighting me. I, <laughs> I like that. I like the way I like that. I feel with that fight. I mean, I feel kind of, he really has nothing to lose because even if he loses, hey man, he can still beat him in a real fight. <laughs> so it's like, all right, yeah, you beat my ass true. with your, you beat me in a boxing match, but I know I'd beat you in any other circumstance, a cage, a street fight, anything. I'd beat your ass. So I don't really think the guy's got anything. I think that in his head that he really doesn't have that much to lose as far as being like a man or whatever, like being a fighter, then yeah. that could maybe put him at ease a little bit more. But you know, and, and yeah, not for nothing, so and, and not to mention the the seventy five million dollar payday. Yeah, yeah. And Floyd is forty. I mean, the guy could have went to high school with me. So I don't know. I mean, I don't know. But I do know there's gonna be fireworks this weekend in Fox Sports One, ten p.m. nine p.m. What Sunday, Sunday night? What did I say? Saturday? No, you just said ten. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Listen, Michael Kiesa. I know you're doing a ton of uh, press for this, dude. I really want. I want you in studio sooner or later, buddy. And, yeah, uh, I would love to be there, man. That'd be great. You know, I am. Listen, I'm. I'm not just a former fighter. I'm a freaking fan. I love. I'm so happy that there's been so many fights on lately, and I'm happy that I always loved watching you fight. You're entertaining as hell, and uh, I'm expecting fireworks, man. And and I think this is not the last time you're going to be headlining a show. I'll tell you that much. Nope, it sure won't. And I, I appreciate that, Matt. It's an honor coming from you, sir. Oh, you're the man. All right, the great hey, Michael Kiesa. I sure will, man. Tell tell Sam next time I see your buddy Sam, we're talking comic books when I see him. <laughs> I will. All right, man. Hey, thanks for hanging out with us, man. Bye, Absolutely. Mike. Thank you, Matt. Take care of business. We'll talk to you soon, bro. All right, man. The great Michael Chiesa. Hey, man. I'm 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 excited for this fight. Kevin Lee was on here. He was a good dude, and you know he's having fun with it. He's having fun just talking. Up. He, you know he's he's enjoying every he's enjoying everything. I'll tell you. He might have a mouth on him, Kevin Lee, but he's he's living it. He's training hard, and the guy's putting the work in, and he's finishing fights. This is I I literally I'm, I'm really looking. I mean, I'm really looking forward to this fight. I think Kiesa. This is the hardest guy that Kevin Kiesa is definitely. I'm going to say for the tougher competition, but uh, Kevin Lee's a well-rounded guy that's finishing fights. This is going to be his toughest test. And, I like taking a look at these the, these guys, especially around this number in in that division, and looking at how they're evolving through all of their fights. I like when you just see kind of a little bit of growth each and every time, yeah. and now they're coming together to headline. It's actual perfect matchmaking, and it's really good to see who's going to take the next step forward and the next step forward. And you know, and then knowing that Ferguson's there, and like what's happening, yeah. and who's who's evolving, and who's well, learned these, from each experience. That's why guys, we watch this stuff. These guys deserve uh, to be headlining this card on the uh, on on Fox Sports One. I, Nine p.m. 
And it's on Sunday. It's not on Saturday. No, and, Phoenix, whole, and the whole it's card, it's on Sunday, and the whole card's filled with talent, too, because you got Tim Bosch, Johnny Hendricks, you got Felice Herring, who I was telling you about, I really yes. like her, and Justine Kish, um, and then, like, opening the main card is BJ Penn and Dennis Silver. I am, right? am going to be on so, my edge of my seat with that fight. I really, you know, I came up with BJ, you know, we, we fought, fought him in we, 2002, right? I literally fought the guy ages ago. It was decision. He oh, won, damn he right. won, it was, yeah. It was a close fight. And, uh, you know, since then, yeah, yeah, he, he won, he won the uh, decision. It was to a standstill pretty much. I got the online vote, but that's not the point. I remember. The point that. is he's a legend and he's a friend of mine. And uh, again, Dennis Seaver. You can't look at that guy for just his fight with Connor, because if you looked at anybody that fought Connor, you think they're all shit because he takes them out. Well, his timing's Dennis, impeccable. Dennis, but Siever, Dennis Silver, Silver, Dennis Siever, Siever. You know he beat up uh, George, George Sotiropoulos, and he beat up a bunch of guys that are uh, that are good guys. Yeah, he's man. got good kickboxing. You know he's got very, he's got yeah. an unusual style, and we got to see what BJ's got now, man. I love BJ. He's an aging warrior, and an aging warrior has experience. And uh, let's just let's just hope the, the you know everything else is intact, man. I, I want to see BJ do well. I want to see I want to see the BJ of old, and I hope that's who shows up. Tim Means is fighting. Tim Means is never in a boring fight. He's fighting Alex Garcia. Hey, what else could I say? No, it's a good card all around. Right? Even even the um, prelims. Jared Gordon, who's from New York. And he's also from Dana White looking for a fight. Yes. So he's fighting you know uh, a little bit Michael about Quiznos. <laughs> Quinones. I know. I just like Quiznos. My, my Spanish is horrible, that's, so I probably messed that up too. But um, that should, you just like Quiznos. I know. That's on the, that, that's do you know the that you always bring it back to food? I do. I do. Food or comic books. UFC <laughs> Fight Pass uh, prelims start at 5.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Fox, uh, what is it? Fox, that's the prelims, yeah. Fight it's on Pass Fox prelims. Sports 2. I'm talking about the UFC Fight Pass prelims, mofo. Oh, yes. well, yeah, that's just and that's, that's the, Yes. And then the the Fox Sports 2 prelims, it's at 7 p.m. on Fox Sports 2. <laughs> yeah, change a <laughs> lot of channels. Clay so. Weed is headlining that. And of course, the main card, Fox Sports 1, 9 p.m. It's going to be a great weekend. What are you doing after this? I have an audition. That's why I got makeup on. Is it for another diarrhea commercial? No, it is not for any type you of up? pharmaceutical. What's it for now? Crabs? It's for footwear. Okay, so fungus? Antifungal cream? No. <laughs> Moving up in the Listen, world. Listen, make fun of me, but but those uh, big farm ads, they pay a lot of money. Do they? And, uh, you know, yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a struggling actor yeah, here are in you? New York City. Yeah. You, you really do everything. I do. You know? Look, my, it all has the same thing. I like good storytelling. I grew up watching action movies and Jackie Chan and Bruce Lee. So if it's funny, if it's fighting, if it's action, if it's, you know, acting, I'm in. And you know in. what? People want to, they look so forward to when you come on here. Where could, plug something. Where could they, they find Phoenix? I have my own podcast called In Fighting Shape. And uh, I was you can on that. find it. You were. You were. You were great, too. I was on that even though I'm not in fighting shit. <laughs> you are, though. I'm a dangerous motherfucker. But you understand what it's like to get in shape. I don't you ruin do. it. Don't but ruin it. By, I get don't, it. Just, just say I look good. Don't ruin it by saying I'm not in shape. You are in shape. <laughs> you Listen, you're more in shape than the average person. You just got a little extra rice and beans on you. Well, pasta. I'll throw the rice and beans on the floor. But get in, myself a slice in, at Penn Station. In, well, you've never had well, my rice and beans. That's why. But... In Where fighting else? shape, Go and ahead. then um, you know, and then I'm acting and all that yeah. stuff. What's, what's your Instagram? Oh, uh, Phoenix Carnavali. Yeah. Twitter is microphone fiend. 
and um, Facebook and all that stuff. I've got my own YouTube channel called Everything Martial Arts where we cover everything martial arts. So I don't just cover MMA. I cover anything and everything in the martial arts world and pop culture. That means comic books, superheroes, all that type of stuff too. I'll give you some Marvel reviews and, and things wearing, like that. You're wearing a Voltron shirt. So you, right. get, you get a hangout pass. <laughs> I'm renewing today. I'm renewing your hangout pass. Love that. All right. Let's get Thank out you. of here. For me, nothing. SarahBJJ.com. Dana White looking for a fight on YouTube. Watch that thing. And Chris, the producer... Yes, sir. Leave a comment, not you. No, Leave, I don't. Think and you that. never showed me how I can look at the comments that people. Left. I know, I forgot. You we always will. tell me that shit, and you never do it. We'll do it right now. The music's playing. Let's get out of here. All right, All right we're out. Go. Bye, everybody. Bye. For twenty-five years. Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters. Both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.